Hallelujah. It's good to see all of you. As you're finding a seat, I just want to say thank you for choosing. You know, choosing to be here this morning. You chose to get up. You chose to put on your clothes. You chose to get in the car. You chose to be here this morning. And that choice, I believe, is going to be rewarded by the Word of God coming forth into your life. You know, it's been a week. Gwen did such a great job the last two weeks. Let's give her a hand. You know, this week, you know, I, I talked to some people, you know, Paula is always good to compliment us and Paula Pierce. And she said, you know, when Gwen speaks, I tell you, I, now you're good too, Pastor. I hear you're good too. And uh, but, 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 but Gwen, I tell you what, I tell you what, this morning I'm coming through the door and, and a lady, I won't mention her name, but her initials are Tracy Groves. Anyway, Tracy, she says, are you preaching today, Pastor? And I said, yes, I am. I'm bringing it. And she said, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. You know, I'm just kidding there, Pastor. Just kidding. Just kidding. Well, I believe that God has been preparing us this morning for a harvest that He has been, again, so graciously willing to give us. You know, this this past uh, year, we've, we've talked about the different subjects about the goodness of God. Hopefully you were here in the month of January. And, and again, what, what is so amazing is you can go back on iTunes and hear these sermons. You can even go, I believe that we've got most of them on Facebook, or you can actually see the video. I, I, I encourage you when you watch uh, to get, get by yourself. Sometimes we try to uh, multitask a lot of times and we miss things that uh, if we just, you know, dedicate a few minutes to our, our day to that instead of trying to do a different a lot of different things. You can go back into those sermons and again, hear those and allow the Word of God to begin to speak into your life and bring things back to your remembrance. And if you didn't hear them the first time, that God's able to, uh, again, trigger the, the way of your thinking that is maybe different or maybe you've gotten off course. And the Word of God brings us back on course. It is so important. Uh, you, you know, this year, it, it's been kind of one of those years where we've had people that were in the hospital, and this year, it, it seems like with a series of like uh, two things that are happening big in our church, people are getting engaged in marriage and having heart attacks, you know, so so those different things, we're, we're kind of, well, what's up with that? So uh, if you're dating, look out, and if you're a, a middle-aged and older gentleman, quit eating bacon. Okay, we'll just go on from there. We've talked about the goodness of God. We've talked about how good God is to His children and who we are as His children walking in that blessing. We've talked about having faith and faith is being sure of the things we hope for and certain of the things we do not see. Therefore, we have to have something that we're believing for, having hope. And therefore, when, when those situations come in, our, in the valleys of our life, so to speak, the, the men that have, you know, not necessarily suffered heart attacks, but have gone through something in their body. And, and I'm visiting them in the hospital and they're looking like, what's up? I said, well, I, I got word that you had a heart attack. Uh, yeah, they say that I did, but I really don't get it. They're believing God, again, for their healing. And, and that's so rewarding to realize you don't go into a hospital, the people of our church, and see them going, I don't know, I just don't know. Going, I don't, 
Matter of fact, Mike Sloan just came out of the hospital this week and he drove himself to the hospital. I said, are you kidding me? He says, I... And Velvet's like, I don't get him sometimes. God is good. God is good. We, we talked about faith as being sure of the things we hope for. So therefore, as we're believing, we're sowing seeds for harvest. We, we talked about having patience to wait until that seed comes to a ripened state that we can harvest it. it. It isn't something that we go out and we, we begin to dig up the seed that we're believing God for. And then the last couple of weeks, we talked about the covenant of the blessing and the authority of the believer in that covenant to say, God, we are in agreement, you and I. And as your children, there are things that you have promised us. And we believe your word. We sang it this morning. We believe you are who you say you are and can do what you say you can do. Anybody here beside me believe that? How many people this year are believing for a harvest? Okay, now let me say this. How many believe the goodness of our Father is able to bring a harvest to us? Can I see your hand? That is something that you need to continually put in your forefront. Now, this morning, as we begin this series on the harvest, what I want us to, to understand is when we sow a seed, there, there are several things. A lot of times our mind goes to financial blessings. But there's different things that we're talking about as you sow a seed and believe for a harvest. Do you understand me? Everybody with me? But one of the things that I found out is if, if we had... Everyone in here present a prayer request. They're not all the same, but at the same time, the three big ones that we find over and over are finances, healing, and our relationships. Now, you might have another one on fear. You know, I just walk in fear, but it's probably because of finances or your health or some relationship that you're dealing with right now in your life, that you're walking in that fear. I don't know what's going to happen. I really don't know. Let me tell you this morning, in the, in the subject of finances, you might be believing for a harvest of a promotion. Well, let me tell you the seed. Here, here's where the seed starts. I'm sowing seed. I'm going to get to work early. Well, pastor, that doesn't, that's a seed. Let, let me show you another one. When you show up, have a good attitude. That's sowing a seed. Pastor, that don't seem too spiritual. Try it. You're going to have to have a lot of faith. You're going to have to stand on the Word of God because it isn't always easy. That's sowing a seed. You say in your finances, I, I would like a savings account. You know, one that's not mythical. I, I would like a... I, you know, the Bible talks about our barns being full and overflow. I want a savings account. It, it, sowing a seed is practicing godly stewardship principles. Now you say, well, that's not real sexy. That's not real, you know, exotic. Let me tell you, walking faith out by works makes our faith not dead. You say, well, you know, there, there's some possessions that I would like to own in my life. You know, here, here's sowing a seed. It's simple, but it's not easy. Filter out all the yard sale buying stuff. You know what I mean? Most of the yard sale buying stuff is impulsive. Not that you're buying it at a yard sale, but it'll be in a yard sale if you want it to be in about a year. 
One time I remember some of my valuables that I paid good money for and I loved. It, it came old, it became in the way, and I'm not going to get into them, all the details of what it was. But, but it, was, it was something that I thought, well, if it meant a lot to me, it'll mean a lot to the people that are going to buy it. Have you ever heard a yard sale and you got a $2 price tag on it and they go, you take a dollar for it? What do you mean? It's worth 20 But the day comes when you go out and you find your wife is giving your stuff away. Yeah, take it. You want to have a bank account. You want to buy a certain possession. Sow a seed. Quit buying all the yard sale stuff. When it comes to healing, here's a seed. Before you get there, it's important for us to have a healthy lifestyle. Watch what you eat. Exercise. You know, uh, it's amazing. The older we get, we take for granted that we're in shape. You know, I hear some chuckling. I've kind of got this goal that I wanted to walk 5,000 steps. Now, that doesn't sound like a lot, but that's a little over two miles a day. That was my average last year, and I I accomplished that. That's right. All right. I can tell that means a lot to you. It does to me. But that was a seed being sown. This year, 6,000 steps is hard than the 5,000, but it's even harder than the 1,000 because I've accomplished a goal. But it is setting a goal. It is sowing a seed for a healthy lifestyle. Everybody with me? So here's what I do. is Some days I get up and it's too cold to go on a walk or jog. So what do I do? I go to Walmart. And instead of parking up, you know, sometimes I've lapped the parking lot to get a closer parking lot space. Have you ever done that? Park out there in the back 40 and walk in. It's amazing. Just a healthy lifestyle. It's sowing a seed. In your health, it is standing on the word of God for a healing that has taken place or that you want to take place in your body. It is having the faith and the patience and watching your confessions when you're walking through a sickness that you're having. Believing and standing on the word for healing. In your relationships, we're talking about sowing a seed and having a harvest this year. When it it comes to your relationships, I'd like to have a better marriage. Did you come this morning to the marriage class that meets down at Axiom? If you want a better relationship with somebody in your family, did you come this morning? No, I don't got time for that. What you're saying is, I don't have time to sow a seed. Therefore, when the outcome comes and it's not what you want, And I tell you what, she can't behave herself. I'm ready to turn her in for someone else. Did you sow a seed? Then don't expect to harvest. It's very important for us to realize as we go through life that it's constantly, we're looking for places to get wisdom and to sow seeds in order for our harvest to come into our life. In our relationships. Have you invited someone out to eat and paid for it? It's amazing how that relationship can develop over food. Especially if you invite me. I'll be your best friend if you pay for it. Or in developing a relationship to help someone fulfill their dream is all sowing a seed in somebody else's life. Then God gives us the ability to look long and expect for harvest to come into our life. 
When you go to a networking group, and I've watched more than I've ever seen in my whole life. I knew that there was networking groups. You know, Todd brings a group every uh, Tuesday morning, and there's several groups that meet in their network groups. There's some that are in this this profession, in this profession, this, and they connect together in order to get to know each other in the relationships. In order, if I have a need of your service, chances are I'm going to call you first because you're my friend. You sowed a a time in your life and it's cost you something. But in building that relationship, the harvest comes back to you. This morning, I want to give you the rules of reaping your harvest. And it's just like we know that it is very good news that Jesus Christ came to die for us and our sins are forgiven. We realize that we serve one of the names of God is Jehovah Jireh, which is the provider. He is our provider. Uh, Another one is Yahweh Nisi. He is God Almighty. He is not just the God of enough. He's more than enough. And when we're talking about the harvest this morning, I want you to look with a different kind of eyes if you do not expect God to again fulfill what He said that He would do in your life. And some people pull the reins back on the horse, so to speak, and say, that's too good. And I found out that even people will speak negative against expecting a harvest to come in your life because it's almost so good to be true and it's never come into my life, then it sure can't come into your life. And I want to interview some of those people and go, do you believe in sowing seeds? No, I don't. Well, then why are you expecting a harvest? And if you're not expecting a harvest and don't believe that God can bring a harvest in your life, then quit talking bad about my harvest. That's what sowing and reaping is. If you've ever been on a farm, I have a lot of relatives in Illinois and and I grew up in Iowa and that's a large area of uh, farmers and and growing corn. And and what happens is every year during harvest time in the fall, it is a celebrative time. I mean, it is so exciting because they go out and they get what they've been waiting patiently for all year. And there's something about, I remember when all the the, uh, different things came in out of the harvest for my family, because we we weren't farmers, but my relatives were, they would give us a lot of different vegetables and things that were just off of the, the, um, they're not the vine, but the corn cobs and all the things that came in. It's just a wonderful time of the year. There was nothing more thrilling than the time of harvest. The Bible calls Jesus, he says, I am the Lord of the harvest. And here's what I found out is the the circles of Christianity sometimes run in packs that we've got the sowing of the seed down, but we really have not got the, the whole principle of reaping what we have sowed. Maybe you're like that. You're stuck in the principle of just sowing, sowing, sowing. And sometimes people will say, you know what? I just keep sowing, 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 but nothing happens. I believe the difference... And somebody that reaps and someone that just sows is the fact that the people that reap have figured out that the law of abundance overcomes the law of the world. And what that means is somebody that is reaping is constantly looking for the opportunity to God, for God to bless them in their life and in their family. Because you know as well as me that if you're a father, and I guess if you're a mother, you are the same way as if someone in your family gets blessed. It's just like you getting blessed. 
when, when I, I heard that a, a gentleman from Starbucks was going to pay for his MBA at Stanford. Jehovah Jireh, my... If you don't know what I'm doing, I'm dancing Jewish. I'm provider. That was just like someone blessing me. Jesus says, I'm the Lord of the harvest. This morning I want to give you the rules of reaping your harvest. There, there are going to be six rules of reaping to help. Can we, can we just say it this way? To become a master harvester. Number one is reaping is not automatic. See, a lot of people think that reaping is just the way it is. Listen to this passage out of Proverbs chapter 10, verse 5. A wise youth harvests in the summer, but one who sleeps during harvest is a disgrace. Now, you have to sow in order to expect a harvest. Now, let me state some things this morning that seem to be common sense, but for some reason they're not common practice in our lives. See, there, there's a time where people will get to the point where they'll think that they don't have to sow, but then they can expect a, a harvest. It would be like a farmer that said, you know what, I think that cotton's going to make good money this year, so I'm gonna, I, I want cotton. I, I want cotton. But he sits on his porch and he never goes out and plants the seed. But he expects God to provide a harvest. That To us, we would all say to that farmer, dude, you just aren't going to get a harvest. And no matter how much of good intention he has, he's a good person. If he has not sown the seed to grow cotton, he will not have cotton that year. But here, let me tell you the second thing. Here's sometimes the problem. is It's not automatic, and some people think that if they sow the seed... Think about the farmer that has sowed all the seed. He has sowed, uh, I don't know, pick a, pick a vegetable. Let's say uh, tomatoes. And his whole farm is just, I mean, he's got acres and acres of tomatoes. And he sits on the porch during harvest time. And he says, I can't wait to God to just bring all those tomatoes in. I'm going to sell them for a big group of money. I'm going to make a lot of money. I'm going to have prosper. I'm going to see it. And he sits on his porch and he allows the crop to become rotten in the field. This morning, we're going to be talking about that. And the first one I want you to see is reaping is not automatic. It's going to take action on your part and somewhat of a, even an aggressive behavior than maybe what has been your common approach. It's going to take an action on your part. We know that faith without works is dead. But in defining the works, it sometimes becomes hazy. I'm waiting for God to bring it in. To understand that we sow the seed, God produces the increase, and then it's our job to reap the harvest. You know, I was preparing this message this week, and I began to think about Joseph. And if you know the story that his brothers became jealous and put him down in a pit, and then they sold him into slavery, he went to uh, Potiphar's house as a slave, he got falsely accused. And everything happened that was negative. And then what he was, he was put in prison until the king or Pharaoh brought him out. When he was brought out, he interpreted the dream that there was going to be seven years of bounty. It was going to be great years. But after the seven good years, there were going to be seven bad years. Now, 
Here's a man of wisdom. He begins to believe that in the seven good years, someone needs to sort up. And the Pharaoh, the king, says, you're the man. Here's a man that is a godly man that says, we will store it up, store it up, store it up, store it up, store it up. We'll put it in a savings account because we know the bad years are coming and we will have enough. When I thought about this point of reaping is not automatic, sometimes we think that all we need to do is reap enough to pay the bills and our bills. When I thought about this part, when God says that you are blessed so that on every occasion that you can be generous, I don't know about you, but I've, I haven't been generous on every occasion. Because sometimes I feel like I have lack. And I begin to think of this as, again, reaping is not automatic. And it, there's something about a, a, an aggressive way of looking at it, of going to get the harvest out of the field. But there's a reason. And I wanted to start with this, is when we're reaping a harvest, realize it's not all for us. If we serve the God of more than enough, you, you realize that if, if Jesus knew that there was 5,000 men besides women and children out there to feed the 5,000, he could have looked at the crew, he could have broke the bread, the disciples could have passed out, and there could have been exactly enough. But there was 12 basketfuls that were picked up. He was the more than enough God that provided. He's the more than enough for us. Therefore, when the harvest comes in, do you and I look for ways to say, you know what? There's a reason for this harvest, and I'm going to sow my seed again off of the increase in different places that I believe God is leading me as good ground. Not too long ago, as our income, Gwen and I and our family's income is increasing, and it's not by just the income out of the church. The church is generous in paying Gwen and I, but we have outside incomes, and one of them is raising cows. It, yeah, Mark's my partner, praise God. And what, let me just tell you, in being generous on every occasion, we, we've looked for ways. There, there was an opportunity, a missionary camp, and, and I'm, I'm, it could be anything. So don't just think I'm being, you know, goody two shoes and a missionary that's changing the world. But in this case, it was close friends of ours that were missionaries to Madova, the Lungas that are in Madova. And we were in our building program, so we had been giving quite a bit to the building. And so we, we said, we're going to wait. We sold some cows just recently. I'm going to tell you another illustration in a minute, so it won't be just on cows today, but I want to give you a heads up. But, but because of the increase that has come in, <laughs> we can't wait to see the Lungas. Because we're going to bless them in a way that only through the harvest... See, when the harvest comes in, if you're looking at it as something that is just for you, you know what I'm talking about. You'll blow through that so quick. And then you go, God, where's my next harvest? The Bible says that we look at it this way. There's some seed that is given to you to sow, and there's some seed for bread to eat. Be careful that you're not eating all your seed. The second point I want you to see is reaping requires faith. It's work. Again, I want you to hear this. Farmers who wait for perfect weather never plant. If they watch every cloud, they never harvest. Sometimes you, you begin to wait for the perfect moment to sow. When all the bills are paid, you, you're up to the fill of everything that you need. And then you're thinking, hmm, is it perfect time or not? 
allow God to work in your life by being people of faith. When you put it out there and walk by faith, you allow God to be God in your life. We sung the song again. God, I believe you are who you say you are and you can do what you can say. Do you believe that he can be entrusted with what you've sowed into the kingdom of God? Again, as you sow your seed, you have to have faith in the seed. If you get off track, listen, and get your eyes fixed on the negative situation of what could happen, have you ever noticed when you start focusing on the, what's the law that if it's going to go wrong, it's going to go? Murphy's Law. So you all know it. You should know that. If you walk under the inspiration of Murphy's Law, you, you don't realize, but you're so prophetic over what you're going to do. I used to say that, well, you know, if it can go wrong, it's going to, I quit that. You might not even think it's comfortable the first time you say it, second time you say it, but I want to encourage you to start saying, if it can go right for me, it usually goes right for me. Because you'll begin to look for those ways that God is going to be God in your life. Um, the Bible says it this way in Galatians chapter 6, verse 9. So let's not allow ourselves. In other words, you can allow yourself. So let's not allow ourselves to get fatigued doing good. At the time, at the right time, we will harvest a good crop if we don't give up or we quit. So if we quit or we lose heart or we become discouraged and give up, what what's happening? We're not going to reap a harvest. Again, going back and look in your mind. Think about the past. Hindsight, it's 2020. Have you gotten to a place where you go, you know, I just don't feel like I ever reap a harvest in my life. Could it be possible that you've grown tired and you said, you know what, I'm giving up on doing what I know is right to do. It's a principle that if you live for the harvest, if you say, God, I've sown a seed and I know that you're the God of surprise. I know that you'll show up in my life in places I never dreamed you showing up and provide for me and, and my family and to my church and to my, the people that I'm associated with, my country, ways that I never saw. But God, because I sowed seed and I believed, it's a cycle. I reap a harvest, I sow a seed. That's why Ecclesiastes says there's a time to plant and a time to reap. A lot of times we leave out one of the two. The third thing that I want to see, or I want to tell you that you can see, is tithing protects our harvest. Tithing protects our harvest. All the tired there said, Amen. Honor the Lord with your possessions and with the first fruits of all your increase, so your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will overflow with new wine. One of the most important rules of harvesting is tithing. Now, if you don't, if you've never heard about tithing, let me just tell you, I believe in tithing. I believe it's biblical. Off of what you make, 10%, God says, that's mine. You might disagree with God on that, but a lot of times we don't disagree with God saying, if you make me your savior, you can come to heaven. I agree with that. I want you to give me 10% of your income. Well, not so quick on that, God. 
Either you believe He is who He says He is and can do what He says He can do, or you don't. Here's what tithing does. And there's a, again, the covenant for the believer is pretty clear cut. And here's what God says. That when you give me your first 10%, not only are you honoring me, but you're inviting me into your circumstance. And when I come into your circumstance, here's what I'll do. Listen to Malachi chapter 3. One, he says that he'll open up the windows of heaven and send down rain on the seed that you sow. You know, yesterday, I uh, uh, the coffee shop, uh, all the grass out back, the, the city of Fort Worth says that we have to have a silt fence around the property in order to keep all the runoff of the dirt out of the creek. That silt fence is expensive. And they don't want us to take it up because we actually uh, finished towards the, the winter. And so we planted winter rye, which is all that beautiful green grass. And we'll, we'll probably do that from now on just because we like the look of it. But at the same time, they said, oh, oh don't take it up because that green grass is going to die. And you need what is called a summer grass, which is your Bermuda, uh, your fescue and different things. So... Every spot needs to be covered before you take up that silk fence. So it's not like if you guys want to do that, just go ahead and do it. No, no, you have to do it. So I'm out there yesterday. And I've got, you know, not one of these commercial spreaders for seed. I've got one of these little home deals. And, and because it's rough out there, you know, I'm doing this. And those little wheels are just a spinning and. So I planted all this seed. And, and it's, it's in anticipation for it to come up as a harvest. But you know as well as I do that if it doesn't rain in a year, can, can I see if anybody believes that is going to come up? It's not going to come up. There's some principles that need to be in place. And boy, let me tell you, before I said that seed, I looked on my phone and it's coming to rain this week. Later in this week. And I'm believing that it... Would, come on. Would you believe with me that it's going to rain on that seed? Do you think that I would have planted that seed if I didn't expect it to come up? I needed my steps, but I didn't need them that bad. The Bible says that when you plant your seed, I'll open the windows of heaven and send rain on the seed you sown. It goes on to say, then he says, I'll open the door for God to rebuke the devourer on the crop that you plant. I'll also prevent pests from devouring your crops and fruit from falling, so to speak, premature off the vine. What does that mean? When I tithe, I believe the devil can't steal my crop. Can, can I tell you this before I go on to number four? When you tithe, sometimes you get in a place where you go through a, a, a season and you might say, God, what happened there? It seemed like the enemy came in and did steal my crop. Have you ever been there? Or you go, what happened there? 
Sorry, I got in the Mickey Mouse voice there. Just this last couple weeks, I watched God provide for a family. And, and here's what's exciting. Again, here's the cow story. So get ready. I was going to buy some cows. We got this buyer that came in and bought all these cows. And again, this is a hobby of mine. I go out there on Monday just to usually, you know, look at them. They don't talk back to me. They seemingly come and like me because I got food. Hobby. And somebody comes in, I'll take them. So we got all this. I'm going to kind of restock. Kind of like thinking I'm a rancher too. Mark and I don't have a clue. But, you know, anyway, we're, we're ranchers, cowboys. Always love going out of the area. And we're from Texas. You got cows? Yes, I do. No, you don't. Yes, I do. Anyway. So this whole thing about tithing, okay? I'm going to go to Louisiana and buy some cows. So I get on the road and I tell Gwen, I'm going to throw some things in a bag. I'm about, if there was a rating, 95% sure, I'm just going to turn around, come back, I'll be here tonight. But I don't know, I'm just going to take some clothes. I might stay in a hotel somewhere, take a night off. And I'm on my way to Louisiana and I buy the cows. But before I get there, I think... There's another guy that has some cows down South Texas, and I'm going to be closer to Louis from Louisiana to them than I am if I start from the house on another time. I don't even know what I'm thinking. I just think, why don't I call them and see out of the blue if they would sell me these certain cows? And I said, okay, I'll call them. So I call them, and yeah, we would love for you to come and pay that much for those cows. Okay, so I have to drive all the way down to a little city going through the country, but I'm by myself, it's enjoyable. I'm just thinking I'm taking a trip. And I show up, spend the night. The next morning I'm over at this place to buy these cows. And I know this couple, and they're, they're a godly couple. They were without children, and they had a, just a miracle little daughter, and then now they've had a second daughter. And they're like, man, God is good. And so the husband is is kind of a quiet guy and nice guy. And he starts showing me the cows. I said, okay, I'll take them. And his wife comes out and she's holding a, the little baby. And she says, we're so glad that you're here. I was, well, I'm glad that I'm here too. <laughs> and, and as a pastor, sometimes I get my, you know, getting inspired. I don't know what's happening. I don't know why you're crying. And she begins to tell me, out here in the country, they have they have a strawberry farm. And and Mark and I have been there before where they have people showing up and buying strawberries. And I mean, they have fields and fields of strawberries. And she's crying and, and she says, tell him. And he's like, I'm crying. They're crying. I don't even know why I'm crying. She says, he says, well, let me tell you. And he goes, no, I'll tell All the strawberries had more blossoms, which means strawberries, than ever before. 
And they were so excited. And they, they sold the strawberries developing. It's going to be a bumper harvest. And then they started crying as they got to the point. And they said a freeze came and killed 100% of all the strawberries on our farm. We were not knowing how we're going to pay our bills. And that's when you called and said, do you mind if I come down and buy those cows? Now again, I'll tell you this, not to brag, but to show you. $10,000 worth of cows. We're not talking about $2. I'm not talking about $50 cows. These are cows that are very expensive, but they had them and they don't, they don't even, they said, we'd rather sell them to you. And it, it was perfect. God put that in our plat because we, we got these cows. We See, somebody would say, well, what happened to the plants? God said, they're tithers. I'll make a way where there seems to be no way. See, they got to pay their bills. And let me tell you, I'll bring a buyer to buy cows on the day that the enemy says, you're not going to have enough. I, I just want to quickly say this. That when we think about harvest, we think about it on our own. When the harvest comes to me, because it's all about this guy, Right? Hello? He got quiet and did no amen and all that. But when the harvest comes, you realize that you can be God providing for somebody else. And I started thinking about that. I started thinking, how in the world do I even have $10,000 to buy cows? There was a day that I couldn't pay $500 for a cow. Can, can I say it again? It's a cow! I'm walking in reality here. But God provided for John Miller and, and Mark Miller and for the Millers to be able to walk and, and, and tragedy comes and tra but God provides. Are you going to reap a harvest, not just for you, but again, to allow God to work through you? But let's go through. Number four is, it's knowing when to reap. The Bible says, as you look around now, when you say that it's about four months and it'll be time to harvest, well, I'm telling you to open up your eyes and take a good look at what's right in front of you. These Samaritan fields are ripe. It's harvest time. This is Jesus talking about the Samaritans as, as they are unsaved people. That they're lost. And Jesus says, the, the, the fields are white. It's ready to harvest. There are people in your life that hopefully you've been praying, hopefully you've been believing for, that are going to come to saving grace and knowledge of Jesus Christ. This is the time. We sang this song, you know, I'm trading my sorrows, I'm trading my sickness. And then we get to that point that says that uh, joy comes in the morning. 
See, when we go through those times when we're going, God, I need a harvest. I would like to see some movement in my healing. I want to see some movement in, in, in my relationships with my family, my wife, my husband. My, I, I need some financial help in this area, God. Do we allow God to bring joy? It's waking up. It's not a.m. Joy comes in the morning. It's when we wake up and we say, God, you are the provider. Every crop has its season. Therefore, we look for opportunities. Ecclesiastic says it this way. There is a right time to plant and another time to reap. I want to just encourage you. How do you know? How do you know when to reap? Can, can we go in? We could go into a lot of different things, but I think that sometimes we don't realize that even when the fruit is so ripe that it's falling off of the, because it's so ripe, that there's sometimes that we look at that and we don't even take recognition that it's time to harvest. Allow God to open up your eyes to opportunities all around you of ways for Him to bless you. Number five is know where to reap. The Bible says Isaac planted crops in the land and took in a huge harvest. This is Abraham, Isaac, his son, took in a huge harvest. God blessed him and the man got richer and richer by the day until he was very wealthy. That don't sound very biblical. Well, you haven't been reading your Bible. The guy was filthy rich. It's like the person that says, I don't want to be filthy rich. I just want to get dirty. Dirty wealthy. Here's, here's a thought. Where do we go to get a harvest? When you begin to sow into good ground, I believe in tithing. I believe in giving in offerings as Gwen and I do. But we also believe in giving to people. And people that aren't just in need, but people that we believe are good seed. And, and if we have not taken you out to eat or given you money, it's not because we don't believe you're good ground. It's we haven't got to you yet. But we believe in all of you a good ground to plant seed and to sow financially into and and here's the thing is when you sow seed and expect a harvest it's amazing how God will provide in ways in different ways of harvest that you didn't even sow in God is a way of getting the harvest to you in places that is a surprise when, when we talk about look longing and expecting for the victory of God in your life I don't, I don't think there's a, a better and a more fun way of living life than believing God can get a blessing to you, a harvest to you in ways that you never thought of. And so I'm just going to finish the, the context. Cows. Never in a million years did I think that... I ran into a high school football friend and he said, you know, we don't call each other by the first name. Miller? You are the biggest city slicker on our whole football team in DeSoto. I don't understand that you're a branch. I don't either. Staying in tune with God allows Him to
to put you in the right place at the right time, meet the right people, to allow those opportunities of a harvest to come into your life. I want you to think about this, and then I'll go to number six, and we'll end it. Next week, I'm going to talk real quick about Peter. I'm going to just quickly talk today, but I'm going to talk about it next week. When Peter allowed Jesus to use his boat, when he used it as a platform to preach to the crowd that was on the, on the shore, open up an opportunity for the great catch later on into that story that was only possible because he allowed God to use what he had. He might have thought, how in the world could God, the creator of the universe, why would he have interest in my boat? But in allowing God, in other words, sowing a seed into the kingdom of God, God brought a harvest of a great catch. Now again, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just assume this is not in the word of God. This is John Miller. But I want you to think about this. We'll talk about it a little more next week. But have you ever thought that Peter had to be somewhat successful. He left his job for three years. How many of us could leave our job for three years? Now, I know there was partners in ministry that supported the disciples and Jesus. But what about all the responsibilities he had at home? I believe because Peter sowed his seed, there was a great catch and possibly a great harvest that provided for him and his family for months, if not years, after that. Number six, leave nothing behind. Leave nothing behind. Mark chapter 10 said, they will get back 100 times as much now as at that time. In other words, those people that have left for the kingdom of God, left brothers and sisters and mothers and lands and different things, We'll reap that back a hundred times. Again, when we talk about sowing a seed, that it is always somewhat of a sacrifice in doing that. But in doing that, it is no fun. It is almost crazy to do it if there was no chance of ever getting something back. And, and how much is that chance? Would we do it for 20% chance that we'd get some more back? Would we do it for 40% chance that we'd get some back? Would we do it for 50% if what we gave, we got the same amount back? Would you do that? No, I wouldn't. But when God says you'll get a hundred times back, when, when you give yourself to God and say, God, what is mine is yours. I'm sowing myself. The Bible says then we look for a harvest to come in our life. But it's very active. It is going and reaping the harvest. I believe that 2019, we're believing as a church, is the year favor of God is on our church. Now let me say it this way. I believe that the favor of God is on the church, which you could even fill in your name right there. The favor of God is on the church. The favor of God is on John Miller. The favor of God is on Gwen Miller. Psalm 65.11 says, You crown, God, you crown the year with your bounty and your carts overflow with abundance. I kind of tripped over that, so I'm going to say it again. Your crown, 
You crown the year with your bounty and your carts overflow with abundance. This morning is the first sermon into this series of harvest. Here's what I want you to do. I want you as kind of some homework. And I'm going to remind you, I'm going to ask you, did you do it? Is to get a notebook out and begin to write down just like what we used to do with prayer requests. You remember we, we on Sunday nights we used to get in a circle and we used after the prayer request or the prayer time we'd say what God had done in our life. And there was some people that when we missed a few weeks, you know, on a Sunday night, maybe through the summer we took off or or we didn't have a, a Sunday night for a week or two. There were people that coming up and say, I can't, I, I, I didn't get to share my prayer report because we didn't have Sunday night. But if you write down all the seed you sow, turn some pages and then start all the harvest that you've reaped. Here's what happens. As you begin to get excited, you go, man, I don't know when it's coming. But I've sowed the seed in the kingdom of God. I've sowed the seed in my life. And I believe God then for the harvest to come. This morning, you might be hearing you say, you know, you know, Pastor, I'm tired. I I need a change in my life. If you always do what you've always done, you're going to get what you've always got. So this is a new day. The grace of God is on your life. The grace of God is on my life that we can step out of the course that we've been going on that we don't like. We say, I'm going to do something different. And that's what I'm asking you today to do. To write down and watch God be faithful in your life. Because if you're like me, if we're not careful, we have a short memory. And it gets into the place of what did you do for me lately, God? And then all of a sudden, everything else starts falling into place. You start the, the negative way. God, I don't want to go to church. There's nothing down there for me. And then you drag in here and you don't worship. And then you say, well, that wasn't a very good sermon. Well, let me tell you, if you step back and take a different approach, you get up a little bit early on Sunday morning and you begin to go, you know what, God, this is going to be an awesome day. I believe that Lisa's going to sing better than she's ever sang before because I'm going to be willing to receive what she has to say. Did, Did you catch the songs today, how they went together with the Harvest series that we're in? You know that, right? That didn't happen by accident. Amen, Pastor John. That's okay. So this morning, begin to enter into the kingdom of God. Begin to lean on God, not your own understanding. This is a great year. Open your eyes and watch what God does this year. Amen? Let's pray. Thank you, God, for a wonderful day. And Father, now as we are about ready to take up the offering, God, we're we're hearing some announcements and we're going to leave this place. God, I pray that what we receive today through the Word of God, these passages on harvest, sowing and harvesting, sowing and harvesting, seed, time, and harvest, that God, that we do not leave out the harvest, that God, that You have provided the harvest for us as a loving Father, And Father, that we just enter in to your goodness. And Father, that we believe that you are who you say you are.
and can do what you say you can do in our life. In your wonderful name we pray. Amen. Well, amen. What a great beginning to the new series. Yay. Yes, let's clap. Thank you. Well, now we have an opportunity to... Um, to do the very thing that we have been discussing all morning. We get to sow back to our church that has blessed us so much. What an honor that is. Um, may we never take it for granted. There are, there are many who probably wish that they had the opportunities that we do. Uh, when I was in school, I'd heard of uh, a church community in China where they, they did not have the resources to be able to, to give back to their church or to tithe. So what they would do is they would bring rice bowls to the church and that, that was their equivalent of tithing because that's what they had. Um, there was a joy in that. It wasn't under compulsion. It wasn't under coercion. But think about how blessed we are that we can bring money at will when we want to. Even if it's a penny, we have it to bring in. Even if we had a bowl of salad to bring, we should be grateful for that too. But I'm saying we are so very blessed as a nation that we do get to bring um, resources to bless our churches that have blessed us. So as the ushers come forward to serve you, I want to pray over you. Lord, thank you so much for the opportunity that we have now to give back to you um, and back to your kingdom for everything that you have given to us. We pray that this would go farther in your hands than we could have ever hoped for it to go in our own. And we love you so much. We're so thankful for you. In Jesus' name, amen. They're going to come. Um, I have a few announcements for you as they do so. First of all, welcome. If this is your first time being here with us, we're so glad you came. My name is Brianna. It's good to meet you. If you would, please fill out a connection card that's located on the back of the seat in front of you. If you'll take it to the connection table at the back of the sanctuary, we will have a gift for you there. Um, on the, the third Sunday of every month, I'm, we're telling you this um, to prepare. That might be today. Is that today? We can do it again next week. Usually on the third Sunday, we focus on giving to missions. We have a number of missionaries that we support in Moldova and uh, other places around the world. That's today. You have already given your offering. You can do so online at chapelassembly.org, or you can do so next week. We're happy to take it then, too. So just think about that. Um, pray over that. Different places in Central America and Honduras. You, you know about that one, Axiom. Um, throughout March and April, we are doing teachings on relationships, loving ourselves, walking in love, speaking the truth in love, that that num those that nature of things on Sunday mornings at 9.30. So if you would like to join us, we have several tracks. We have a marriage track. We have a, a young adults track. We have um, a, a people track. I don't know what to call the other one. <laughs> we have a, an everybody else track for you to join us. And we are having loads of fun. So come do that. Uh, the kids and the youth will be going to summer camp. I think there is a slide that we have that shows some of the information for that. Um, that, yeah, there you go. Um, give me a second. So sorry. Um, so this is the information. <laughs> His face is great. Y'all can see it. This is the information for kids camp. Uh, youth, the youth would like it to be known that theirs is about 275. If you want to be budgeting for that, their dates are July the 1st through the 5th. Um, so just be aware of that and make sure you budget. If you have a student ages 12 to 18 that would like to attend youth camp, you can see Pastor Mark or Pastor Luke Miller. They'll be happy to help you with that. And without further ado, if I could have our wonderful pastors join me on the stage. You all decided to, join, uh, to sow some seeds into their lives because it is their wedding anniversary of 30... 31 years. So we love you, and we're so honored and so blessed by your union. So we wanted to bless you as a church community. It's upside down. 
um, as a church community to say that we love you. Well, we are so thankful to be your pastors. Thank you for the gift. We're we're just grateful to be your uh, part of your church family, and so we're just honored. And um, may the Lord bless you for being generous to us. And whoever put that picture up, you sow and seed. You sow and seed. Thank you so much. Okay, it is the time. Stand with me. I hope you have a phenomenal Sunday. I'm going to pray over the rest of your day. May you eat as much food as you want and not gain any weight in Jesus' name. Um, Lord, thank you so much. That <laughs> The celebration that took place was great. Y'all have some faith for that. I can too. Lord, thank you so much for everyone in this room. I pray blessings on them and ask that their favor, uh, your favor would guard them as they go behind them and before them. May your hand be upon them. In Jesus' name, may they have a phenomenal day and eat as much as they want and not gain weight. In your name, amen. Never, never.